Hello there and a very good Friday afternoon to you. Welcome on the programme. It is live from Ireland here on Global Irish Radio this Friday, July the 30th, 2021. Welcome to Friday. Hope you're having a wonderful day wherever in the world you find yourself this day. Temperature here in Ireland and the West Coast is 61 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about 16 degrees Celsius. It is grey, it is overcast, it is cloudy, it is kind of rainy. Not a great day weather-wise, but we're still happy. Yes, in spite of the weather, last week we were basking in sunshine. This week we are basking in the glory of gold. Gold medal courtesy of our Olympic roar. So uh, lots to scream and dance and sing about this Friday. The nation celebrates. Yes, I think it's fair to say we are a happy bunch this Friday across the island of Ireland. Things are going pretty well for us in the Olympics. Our athletes are doing quite well, maybe even better than expected. Indoor dining has reopened. We can enjoy a pint inside if we have the vax. Uh, what else? The vaccination program is going pretty well. We're told uh, two-thirds of our population now vaccinated and the Galway race is going well. Lots of glamour there yesterday for Ladies' Day, virtually, of course. And uh, yeah, lots to look forward to in GAA and Olympic actions this week as well. So uh, yeah, and on top of all of that, it's a bank holiday weekend. Of course, we're a happy bunch. Speaking of Olympics, we will bring you up to speed on day seven at the Olympics, Tokyo 2020 and Team Ireland, all of that. We have the nine at nine, the nine story shaping our world, perhaps yours, but most certainly the news agenda here and further afield. We'll delve into the Irish papers, take a look at the headlines, the stories behind the headlines, and of course, plenty of music, uh, lots of Irish music between now and five. It's a mixed bag. If there's something you want to hear, by all means, do let us know. Studio at GIR.ie will get us here in the studio or WhatsApp the program. Plus one, two, two, four, seven, one, five, eight, two, nine. That's plus one two two four seven one five eighty two ninety two. Or visit the website globalirishradio.com. There are other ways and means in which to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you this Friday. Thanks to Judy Healy filling in for uh, Jerry Byrne. Jerry Byrne, the voice of London, takes a day off on Friday now, so well done to Jerry Byrne. But uh, heard weekdays here on Global Irish Radio 1 till 3. Julie Healy filling in on Fridays for Jerry Byrne. So thank you, Julie Healy, for that. And if you listen to this tonight at 9 o'clock, it is Tom Flannery we're thanking for the past hour of country and Irish music here on Global Irish Radio. Musical soundings of Natalie McMaster, Don and Leahy getting things underway for a Friday. Welcome along and uh, yeah, with you till five, Margaret on Sound Production. My name is Sean G and I'm a happy man today. Here's the Prodigals on Global Irish Radio. If I'm a happy man today, I don't know about tomorrow, will I be in ecstasy? Or deep in the hand sorrow, there's a pint that's on the table, there's another Today, there is 
some who rush about in a panic and a hurry, others lie in bed on their backs and worry, and with all their care and worry, bolted doors and locked up locks, will all end up in safety, pushing daisies in a box. And I'm a happy man today, I don't know about tomorrow, will I be in ecstasy? For deep in dead and sorrow, there's a pint that's on the table, there's another on the way. If they search and pray, there's a chip of glass might glisten like diamond in the day. If I'm a happy man today, I don't know about tomorrow. Will I be in ecstasy? Or deep in death and sorrow, there's a fight that's on the table. There's another on the way, and with the girl beside me, I'm a happy man today. Prodigals and Happy Man getting things underway for a happy Friday on the program. Global Irish Radio is excited to partner with 950 WROLAM, the spirit of Boston, to bring you portions of the Irish Hit Parade, providing the soundtrack to your weekend. Join Paul Sullivan on Saturdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Irish time, and famous Seamus Mulligan on Sunday, 7 to 10 p.m. for a feast of Irish music. Streaming live from Boston, right here on Global. Yeah, from Boston to the world, right here on Global Irish Radio and uh, getting ever closer to the weekend, uh, certainly in sight at this point. And looking forward to a long weekend here. It's another bank holiday. Uh, Paul Sullivan will be with you tomorrow with the Irish Parade from 3 until 7 with a soundtrack to your weekend here on Global Irish Radio. Courtesy of our good friends at WROL 950 AM, the spirit of Boston and famous Seamus makes an appearance on Sunday afternoons or evenings here in Ireland, 7 to 10 p.m. with a feast of Irish music not to be missed the soundtrack as we say to your weekend 
Eight minutes past three here in the west of Ireland. This is Live from Ireland with Sean G on a rather happy Friday across the nation as we uh, bask in the glory of gold, our Olympic uh, roars bringing home the bacon at Tokyo 2020. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, we'll have the nine at nine coming up in about a minute or so as well. But uh, speaking of bank holidays, Ireland apparently needs more bank holidays, according to People Before Profit, which are proposing that three, not one, not two, but yeah, three extra dates be added to the calendar. The dates included in a new bill from the party are February the 1st, uh, the last Monday of September, and the last Monday in November. Ireland currently apparently lags behind many EU countries in bank holiday entitlements. Ireland has 20 days minimum holiday entitlements and nine paid public holidays, compared to France, for example, with 30 days minimum holiday entitlements and 11 paid public holidays, uh, the party highlighted. Thishog Mion Martin said last year that the government would consider an, an extra bank holiday for 2021, but nothing so far has materialised, and time is flying by, isn't it? The idea of Ireland having an extra bank holiday to boost tourism or to boost the tourism sector has been mooted for over a year now and it was raised in the tourism recovery plan for the tourism recovery task by the tourism uh, recovery task force and said among its recommendations that an additional bank holiday in the off-peak season should be considered so there you go under consideration but nothing on it at the moment is the word but uh, yeah one two three we'll take them Meanwhile, wondering what's happening here in Ireland this lunchtime? Well, we have the Nine at Nine, courtesy of the Journal.ie. The Nine stories shaping our world, perhaps yours, but most certainly the news agenda here and farther afield. In the main story today in the Nine at Nine, it is hashtag climate change. And Niall O'Connor writing in the, uh, or no, Niall O'Connor uh, reports, rather, that the Chief, Chief of Staff of the Defence Forces has said climate change is the biggest threat to Ireland. Vice Admiral Mark Mellet, who has served as the leader of Ireland's military for six years and has a PhD, apparently, in environmental and ecosystem governance believes that climate breakdown is already creating conflict and destabilization across the globe. There's no doubt there's a growing sense that we're physically experiencing the impact of climate breakdown, he told the journal. The top story there in the journal.ie, Niall O'Connor reporting on that story today. At number two, it is hashtag success for our Ireland in Olympics. Uh, some good news for Ireland. Aidan Walsh is guaranteed now to get an Olympic medal after uh, beating his opponent, Mervyn Clare of Mauritius, in his welterweight quarterfinal in Tokyo today. The Belfast boxer delivered another commanding and controlled display. And uh, yeah, he's going on to advance to the semifinals now and to secure himself at least, at the very least, he will come home with a bronze medal. So well done there to Aidan Walsh flying the Irish flag at Tokyo 2020 with good success. At number three in the night at night is hashtag woman charged over death of baby. A woman has been charged with the murder of a baby in North Belfast on Tuesday. The incident happened at a house in Brompton Park in Ardoin. The woman uh, also has been charged with the attempted murder of another young child. So sad story there out of Ardoin in Belfast this uh, Friday. 
Staying north and uh, hashtag North South Council in political news, leaders from Northern Ireland and the Republic will hold discussions on a range of issues at the North South Minister Ministerial Council. Uh, short for that is NMSC, and that's happening today. We're told uh, they will address their handling of COVID nineteen on the island as well as the implement- implementation of the new decade new approach agreement. Thishak Meal Martin will host the twenty sixth plenary meeting of the NSMC, which will take place by video conference. At number five, it is hashtag President Higgins and concerns from President Higgins, to be precise. Two Oireachtas committees are to hold a non-scheduled meeting tomorrow following an unprecedented letter from President Michael D. Higgins about the legislative process. In a letter to the Oireachtas, Higgins expressed concerns about the volume of complex legislation he's been asked to consider in a short space of time and raised concerns about a pattern that has emerged in recent years. Uh, the President said that since the beginning of July, he has been asked to consider 19 separate bills. Nine were presented on just one day alone and precipitated, of course, I imagine by COVID legislation and uh, all the new laws and rules and regulations that have to be uh, signed into law to uh, get indoor dining opening and uh, to impose lockdown restrictions, all the rest of it. But anyway, it's a lot of legislation and it's a lot of reading for our president. He is expressing concerns and perhaps rightly so. They often say that rushed legislation is uh, oftentimes bad legislation. But anyway, he is raising the flag and uh, an Oireachtas committee there meet, uh, holding a meeting to discuss the President's letter this uh, weekend. So there you go. At number six, it is hashtag Temple Bar Incident. Garthi are investigating allegations of an assault following an incident in Temple Bar in Dublin earlier this week. The incident took place on Monday night. Eyewitnesses said that at least two, teen- te- two teenagers and four adults were involved in the incident and videos of what occurred were shared on social media, as this is so often the common practice these days. Anything that occurs, there's always a camera and a phone there, and it ends up doing the rounds on social media, oftentimes before it comes to the attention of the authorities. Oftentimes, that's how it comes to the attention to, to the attention of the, author- the authorities and Garthi in Dublin. Uh, looking into that incident, the allegations of assault in the Temple Bar area of Dublin this Friday. Moving along to number seven on our nine at nine this Friday, and it is hashtag Graeme Norton novel, the ITV Virgin Media television adaptation of Graeme Norton's debut novel, Holding has started filming in West Cork, we are told today. Uh, the four-part series, directed by Cathy Burke, stars some of Ireland's best talents, including Brenda Fricker, Conleth Hill, Siobhan McSweeney, Charlene McKenna, Helen Behan and Pauline MacLean. Uh, Holding is set in the insular fictional village of Dunin. Uh, Conrad Hill plays a, a local sergeant, PJ Collins, a gentleman who hides from people and fills his day with comfort food and half-hearted police work. God, I know the feeling. I can uh, totally relate to, to that guy there, playing the role of PJ Collins at Conleth Hill in the ad- film adapt- or on-screen adaptation of Graham Norton's first novel, Holding. So something to look forward to on our screens further down the line. 
We go across to the States for our next story, and it is hashtag Harvey Weinstein on number eight on the nine at nine. A Los Angeles judge has dismissed one of 11 sexual assault counts against Harvey Weinstein, giving the former film mogul and convicted rapist a minor and possibly temporary victory. At a hearing with the 69-year-old in the courtroom, Judge Lisa B. Lynch agreed with his defense lawyers that a count alleging sexual battery by restraint in May 2010 was too old and outside the statute of limitations. But she gave the prosecution or prosecution permission to refile the charge in a way that may be allowable, setting up uh, an ongoing fight. So uh, it's not over yet. He may have won the battle, but he hasn't won the war. So uh, the uh, ongoing litigation there and courtroom drama involving Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Finally, on the nine at nine, it is hashtag Japan state of emergency. Japan's government will extend a virus state of emergency in Tokyo and impose the measure in four more regions today as cases surge a week into the pandemic postponed Olympics. The Japanese capital reported a record number of new infections uh, yesterday as daily cases nationwide topped 10,000 for the first time. Today, Tokyo 2020 organizers reported 27 new cases related to the event, the highest daily figure yet, although they insist there's nothing to suggest a link to rising infections in Japan. So there you go, a uh, state of emergency being expanded across Japan as the COVID numbers there escalate. So there you go, that's the 9 at 9 this uh, Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday. Happy Friday, how can we forget? It's a happy Friday, we're happy. We're a happy bunch of people and we're. Uh, it's all about happiness today, isn't it? And uh, we've always flirted with happiness from time to time, as most people do in their lives. And uh, I suppose nations as nations, they go through periods of happiness and downtimes and all the rest of it, often dictated by economic, uh, I suppose, well-being and uh, the rest of it. But so let's go back and we have a little clip here from Joseph O'Connor. And it's all about happiness. And it's from another time uh, when we were happy and then we were sad again. But, you know, life is full of ups and downs, isn't it? Here is a little piece entitled Happiness. And it comes from Joseph O'Connor. We thought we'd share it with you here in the programme today. November 2004, having conducted extensive research on the matter, the boffins at The Economist announced the results of a major survey into which country was the happiest on earth. They had measured and analysed data under dozens of headings. Computers had churned late, brains had been stormed. In the end, the blushing winner was summoned to accept her crown. Step forward, the Republic of Ireland. Yes, November 2004. A few short years ago, we awoke to the exciting news that we were happy. The quality of life in Ireland was officially unbeatable. Norwegians envied us. The Swedes wanted to be us. All those trendy, outmoded countries that had functioning social welfare systems, those cold, northern, socialistic places, spoilt by little luxuries like rat-free schools, had suddenly realised they'd got it all wrong. Their lives were sad. Ours were gas. The Scandinavians wanted our spirit, the French our joie de vivre, the Italians our cappuccino and the English our playwrights. The world and her husband wanted to be hip, rich and Irish, blinging like a rap star yet admirably authentic. 
We were exporting moneyed grooviness the way we used to export our poor, and we'd never had it so good. The national life was like the moment we've all been to at a wedding, where the DJ puts on ABBA and everyone hits the floor. You too, Colin Farrell, Jack Charlton, Graham Norton, drink, girls, arse, feck, the tiger, Riverdance, Philip Tracy, the Cranberries, Pierce Brosnan proving James Bond had been Irish all along, a native, where else, of Navin. Mother, what happened? Where did it all go wrong? We're shaken, we're stirred, the martinis gone flat. As I scan the morning papers, I find I want to cry, but thanks to the economist, I know they must be tears of bliss. Politicians widely mistrusted, the dull queue steadily growing, a health system so dysfunctional that a week on a trolley is now considered a holiday, which is just as well, because an actual holiday means using one of our wonderful low-cost airlines, and with the inevitable little surcharges, such as the seat rental levy and the landing on a runway rather than in the sea tax, the price of a €6 flight can kind of mount up. But I feel sorry for the airlines, I really do. People can take advertisements so literally. It's hard to find a garage in Dublin now. They've all been sold for apartments. But last week I heard a rumour of one and went there straight away before someone built a supermarket on the forecourt. I filled the car with petrol, which cost only the proceeds of selling my firstborn child, and drove into the centre of town. Battling through the morning traffic, being saluted by my fellow motorists with a variety of ancient Celtic hand gestures, I consoled myself with the thought that we're all very happy in Ireland. Stopped at lights, I was approached by a beggar who I thought was going to ask if I could spare him €12.75 for a sandwich. His quality of life was clearly enviable. Arriving at my rendezvous, I had the usual light-hearted banter with my colleagues about how none of them can afford a home unless it's a shack near some swampland, but the ones who do have one have quietly realised it's worth about half what the bank told them they'd need to buy it. My, how we wept with laughter. I suppose, when I think of the dismal country in which I grew up in the 1980s, where your chances of a stress-free existence were roughly on a par with those of Osama bin Laden, life did improve for most of us. Remember full employment? Only voluntary emigration? That sense of a culture more outward-looking and vibrant? The grip of dour authority no longer felt? But now, what have we got as the school disco finally ends and Brother Cowan starts putting the national chairs on the tables and asking if we've no homes to go to? No, Brian, we don't. Your builder friends didn't finish them and the repo man competes with Dustin as the national symbol. Suspicion of the EU, a return to older ways, the past in the air, like a faint smell of rain, the whip crack of rectitude, talk of tightening belts, the team not in Europe, Irish children in poverty, a Taoiseach we didn't vote for, a coalition few wanted, a government who behave like something out of Hall's Pictorial Weekly, Ballymagash with Café Latte. But as the great Orwell once wrote, they can't actually outlaw the summer. We should enjoy it before they start trying, because you know they will. There you go. It's Joseph O'Connor on a piece called Happiness. That's from June 2008. And on a time when we were happy and then the time afterwards when we weren't happy. All we say is happiness is now, but the realisation comes afterwards. So be happy. The sun comes up and throws its light into my window, catching me yawning. 
I persuade mice to open and begin to realize day is dawning Then I reach out and feel the warmth of you curl up beside me once again It's the happiness of having you That makes my world a place worth living in As I leave to go and face the care and worry Of the day my heart is yearning For the setting sun to tell me that the day is done And I can be returning You hold you close and kiss the lips that taste like heaven time and time again mm-hmm. It's the happiness of having you that makes my world a place worth living in As the doors of darkness close upon a day that's been too long and too demanding And I look into your gentle eyes and find them filled with love and understanding That little tear of gladness finds its way up to the surface once again mm-hmm. It's the happiness of having you that makes my world a place worth living in Yes, it's the happiness of having you Makes my world a place worth living in That's Jimmy Buckley, Jimmy Buckley and the happiness of having you this Friday on Global Irish Radio. Global Irish Radio invites you to enjoy Irish life, an exciting new program. Weekdays at 5pm with Donna McKeown and James Finnegan. Streaming live right here on globalirishradio.com. That's right, streaming live right here on Global Irish Radio at 5 o'clock this evening. Donald McKeown and James Finnegan. And uh, today they're talking about the Festival of Lunasa. And they mention also the Waking of the Reeks with some suitable summer tunes as well. That's coming away 5 o'clock today here on Global Irish Radio with James Finnegan and uh, Donald McKeown. This is Irish Life. Day 7 at the Olympics, and we have your Tokyo 2020 update with regards to Team Ireland. Aidan Walsh guaranteed a medal there, as we mentioned, in the 9 at 9 after a 4-1 welterweight quarterfinal win. Boxer, or in boxing, Kelly Harrington claims a unanimous points victory over her opponent, Rebecca Nicoli of Italy. In golf, Rory McIlroy and Shane Lowry, both minus seven under and in contention after 36 holes. Sailing, Murphy proud despite missing out on final in her last Olympic race. And uh, yeah, there's uh, another story involving uh, Irish sailor there, Elise Murphy. She is possibly hanging up the... uh, the oars, as we call it. But anyway, doing well and uh, moving on to the next story on Olympics. Thomas Barr into the semifinals of the 400-meter hurdles. Athletics, Nadia Power finishes seventh in her 800-meter heat and does not progress, though. 
Uh, athletics, Louise Shanahan finished seventh in her 800 meter heat and does not progress, unfortunately. Athletics, we have Shifra Cleary Butner finishing seventh in her 800 meter and does not progress. Some of these names, they catch me at times. Apologies. Hockey Ireland 0 1 to India. Ireland must be. Uh, Great Britain in the final match to be in with a chance to a quarter of a quarter final spot. Equestrian Sam Watson finished with 34 30 penalty points and sits in 14th place. Uh, also in Equestrian 11 24 evening team and individual dressage Austin O'Connor. Swimming Danielle Hill finishes sixth in world's 50 meter freestyle. Swimming Danielle Whiffen wins heat in men's 1500 meter freestyle. Athletics Irish mixed. 4 by 400 relay team qualify for Saturday's final. That was the big news story out of Tokyo today, of course, one of the good news stories, along with the story that uh, Aidan Walsh is guaranteed a bronze medal at the very least at Tokyo 2020. Yeah, Ireland's Fab Four is what they're being called, and they will have a shot of Olympic glory on Saturday afternoon after they booked a place in the 4x400 mixed relay final. Killian Green, Phil Healy, Sophie Becker and Chris O'Donnell set a new national record of 3.12.18 with a sensational performance in the first heat in Tokyo's Olympic Stadium. O'Donnell's uh, storming anchor saw... Uh, let's do that again. O'Donnell's storming anchor leg saw Ireland cross the line in fourth place and seemingly facing an anxious wait with only the top three in each heat plus the the two next best times qualifying for the final. So there they are. They're through to a place. As we said there, Aidan Walsh guaranteed Ireland uh, is guaranteed at least one more medal at the Olympics. He's guaranteeing Ireland at least one more medal at the Olympics with an assumed perform within a short performance in the welterweight quarterfinal. Although it later emerged that he had suffered a slight strain to his ankle, it was not a concern uh, for a point there this afternoon that he may uh, have injured himself beyond the point of being able to compete uh, in the next round. But it seems that he's okay. The 24-year-old was composed throughout uh, the uh, bout against uh, Mervyn Clare of Mauritius, repeatedly catching his opponent on the counter and landing. Ending some punishing straight right hands. So there you go. Well done to Aidan Walsh. Uh, doing a great job out there. And guarantee- guaranteeing us at least another bronze medal at Tokyo 2020. Could even do better. Staying with uh, sports news, but not Olympics, David Fitzgerald has uh, stepped down as Wexford senior hurling coach. The Clearman had five years in charge of the county, leading the Yellow Bellies to their first provincial title in a decade and uh, in a decade and a half in 2019. Uh, he says that he has informed the county board that he will not be in a position to continue in the role of banished door of the Wexford senior hurling team, Fitzgerald said in a statement this morning. The main reason for this is uh, down to the six-hour round trip from his home in Six Mile Bridge, which he's been doing for the last five years. He said he's never felt closer or happier with any team in all his years coaching, and he thoroughly enjoyed every second of his five years with Wexford. It has uh, been an absolute privilege and an honour to have worked with uh, every one of the players during my time in Wexford. There were ups, there were downs, there were highs, there were lows, as is the nature of sport, all of which was experienced with a sense of collective pride and enjoyment. So there you go. Uh, Wexford will be uh, sad, I'm sure, to bid farewell to David Fitzgerald there as Banished Door, who's uh, been in charge for about five years there, as you heard. Elsewhere in sport, it's Moss O'Shea has been previewing the Leinster and Ulster Senior Football Championship Finals coming up this weekend. Monaghan versus Tyrone. 
that is at Crow Park at 4 o'clock on Saturday and he says they might need a couple of refs here because uh, there were 16 cards uh, the last time these uh, two teams met each other overall the credentials of them winning out the All-Ireland would be a bit less than the other teams left in it but this is a tough game to call and he is buying a buy here uh, I think opting for a Tyrone victory there against Monaghan. But anyone knows? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody knows, really, because it could go either way and Monaghan could put on a strong performance. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Jim Martin out in Chicago will be rooting for Monaghan, no doubt, and hoping that they proceed to a semi-final place win. But Tomás O'Shea there uh, siding with Tyrone by a hair, I think, uh, for this week's uh, uh, Ulster Senior Football Championship final. Elsewhere, of course, we got Dublin versus Kildare taking uh, place in Crow Park as well at four o'clock on well at Crow Park at four o'clock on Sunday, and it was 2012 the last time that a team got as close as the six points Mead did in the last game. So all eyes are on Dublin. How will they play over 70 minutes? Uh, can they give a commanding performance that will de- deflate all the talk and all these other teams are going to catch them? Well, we have to wait and see. Uh, Tomás O'Shea says he thinks Dublin will go back to basics and the basics are a game that is based on a savage work rate and uh, relentless uh, work rate that has not been seen, uh, that was seen, rather, in the second half against Meade. So they pulled out, uh, they took their finger out in the second half and they put it up to Meade and they got a win, but only six points. It's been a while, uh, Tomás O'Shea says, since that happened. So are Dublin vulnerable this year? Well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Also in Olympic sports, Ireland's Shane Lowry and Rory McIlroy are both in the mix for Olympics me- Olympic medals. After superb second rounds in Tokyo, McIlroy and Lowry were in a tie for seventh, with multiple players still on the course when the play was abandoned because of the threat of late-night lightning. But things not looking too bad for Shane Lowry and uh, Rory McIlroy in Tokyo 2020. Yeah, lots of eyes will be on the two golfers, the Irish golfers, over this weekend. And finally, in Olympic news, well, not finally, almost finally, in Olympic news, Siobhan Hahi, the grandniece of former Taoiseach Charles Hahi, has won her second medal for Hong Kong at Tokyo 2020, having made history on Wednesday, ending Hong Kong's new 70-year wait, near 70-year wait for its first ever Olympic swimming medal. Hahi added to her 200-meter freestyle silver with another silver in today's 100-meter freestyle final. The 23-year-old psychology student has already made history for Hong Kong by reaching an Olympic swimming final, finishing second in the 200-meter on Wednesday and today she swam the 100 meter free in 52.27 seconds just 0.31 seconds behind Australian winner Emma McKeown so Hahi whose mother is from Hong Kong and her father is Irish the nephew of the late Fianna Fáil leader Charles J. Hahi said her main focus had been the 200 so bringing home a medal in the shorter race was a bonus so well done to Siobhan Hahi out there doing great things representing Hong Kong at Tokyo Olympics 2020 okay so that's pretty much uh, our Olympic file on the programme this uh, Friday we have one other piece we want to we have a little clip we want to share with you each day we share a little clip uh, from the athletes out in Tokyo those from Team Ireland uh, flying the flag wearing the green jersey and making us all so proud across the island of Ireland but anyway this time it is the uh, 4x400 uh, relay team uh, comprised of Killian Green, Phil Healy, Sophie Becker and Chris O'Donnell and uh, here's a clip of them reacting to reaching the Olympic final in a new national record so here's the foursome Everyone, we have a mixed relay team in the Olympic final, Killian first leg 
unbelievable start. Yeah, I was really happy. It was my first ever time um, leading out a relay, so it was a bit surreal to have to do it in the Olympics, but I've been really confident with the way training's going and I've been racing really well, so uh, you know, I was confident that if we executed our races together that we would produce something special and you know, everyone really did that today and we all stepped up to the mark, so I'm absolutely delighted. I don't think it could have gone any better, to be honest. Well, talking about stepping up to the mark, I have your split, 45-1. Yeah, that's a... Uh, a big PB there, so, uh, so I'm absolutely delighted with that. No, I, I felt like if I had a few more races, and I would have would have kept going faster. But um, my season was quite short, so to do it out there when it mattered most is absolutely brilliant. And I'm, you know, looking, really looking forward to tomorrow, and hopefully I can produce something good again for the team. Well, you've all been knocking out PBs. I'm going to come to leg two. Phil, you're split 51-2. Yeah. I'm really happy. Look, this is Olympic Games and to qualify for, for a final is just unbelievable. We shattered the national record that we ran to it in order to qualify here. We took four seconds off it. That is just unbelievable and like, there's so much more in this team. We knew we were in great condition coming into it and Killian gave me the lead off. Maybe I should have pushed a little bit down the home, or the back straight a little bit more but uh, I'm buzzing as much as the team are to be in an Olympic final. Well you fought really hard up the home straight to give it to Sophie and Sophie a 51-4 you hung in there you really fought in that last 50-60 metres well I'm glad you thought that because I thought I was dying in it but no I'm ecstatic I can't believe we're in an Olympic final like my aim was to just hold our position when I got the baton off um, Phil and I did that up until about the last 30 when everybody kind of veered off but no I'm just so happy with my performance and the teams like we came in here hoping to run 314 we shattered that so delighted well, like you said it was a 312 it's a national record you still had a bit of work to do chris in the last leg your split of 44 9. look these guys just did such an amazing job the guys just did unbelievable like one leg two leg three i had the easiest job i just had to bring it home and give it my all i love the challenge and the pressure of the last leg and you know, on the personal note, I was unlucky to, to miss out on the individual and I was disappointed with that, but I made sure I was still coming here in tip-top shape to, to do everything we can for the team, you know, and we kind of brought the spirit that we had at World Relays where we made the final, we've made an Olympic final now, and I think with 3.12 as well, there's much more in the team, and one last roll of the dice tomorrow to, to do all the amazing supporters at home proud, because they've been unreal. Well, like, this is a massive achievement. You've made an Olympic final, like credit to you is because you've knocked PBs all through the year, going even back as far as indoors, you've now collectively put it together when it matters most, like you've got to be happy Oh, like we all know, like we're in training camp together, we saw what shape we're in I've no doubt that all four of us would PB individually if we were racing tonight, so came together and knocked out yeah, knocked it out of the bag, so I'm just so happy with us all. And it's the automatic qualification, the Americans were disqualified, you did finish four, but you were without a shadow of a doubt in that Olympic final. Yeah, it's a bit surreal seeing that big queue next to our name up there, and that'll set us up perfectly for lane draw um, tomorrow night. And it's just so exciting because Olympics are something the athlete dreams of to, to make an Olympic final. That's it's just surreal right now, and it's all about preparing for tomorrow and coming back out. And which one are you going to look after, Killian? Here, I think he needs all of us yeah. to, be honest, to go to bed for tomorrow. All I think got a good night's sleep. <laughs> Guys, look, you've done the country proud. We can't wait to see an Olympic final tomorrow. Thanks a million. Super, thank Thanks you. All. Very much. Brilliant. There you go, Ireland's Olympic uh, Fab Four of Killian Green, Phil Healy, Sophie Becker and Chris O'Donnell reacting there to reaching the Olympic final in a new national record. Here's Mary Black, Saw You Running, on Global Irish Radio. When I lay down to take my rest 
Most of the time my mind's on happiness, yes Some of the time, but not for long I get a feeling of something that's yet to come I get a picture telling me what's undone From Ireland with Sean G here on Global Irish Radio. It's the Talk of Ireland weekdays, three to five p.m. Streaming live at globalirishradio.com. Stop. 
There you go. That's Lisa Canny and uh, Dexter. Come by me this Friday on Life from Ireland here on Global Irish Radio. My name's Sean G. A couple of COVID-related stories to share with you here in the programme. And uh, US President Joe Biden has urged local governments over there to pay people to get vaccinated against COVID-19 and set new rules requiring federal workers to, pro- to provide proof of vaccination or face regular testing, mask mandates and travel restrictions. The measures are Mr. Biden's latest attempt to spur reluctant Americans to get vaccinated as the Delta variant of the coronavirus surges nationwide, infecting unvaccinated people in particular. Uh, the United States lags behind other developed countries in vaccination rates despite having plenty of free vaccines on hand. And White House efforts to urge the hesitant to get vaccinated have hit a wall of anti-vaccine sentiment, apparently misinformation and political division. And I think he's encouraging the states to offer $100 payments to people uh, in the states that are unvaccinated to get the jab. So there you go. Financial incentives, the latest in the U.S. fight against COVID and the Delta variant. Meanwhile, back home in Ireland, Leo Vracker says indoor hospitality is working well and asks that it continues for Bank Holiday Weekend. Minister Leo Vracker uh, and Tonishter, no, yeah, the Minister Leo Vracker and Catherine Martin also are urging pubs and restaurants to continue to adhere to the guidance for indoor dining ahead of the Bank Holiday Weekend. In a statement there, the Ministers for Enterprise and Tourism respectively said the first week of the resumption of indoor hospitality has been working well. And they reiterated the need for customers to fully engage with the guidelines. And of course, it hasn't been without, uh, I suppose, its uh, teething problems or hiccups. There's been a strong anti-vax movement that have been targeting bars and restaurants because of what they see as a discriminatory practice of allowing people in only who are vaccinated or can show proof of having recovered from COVID in the past six months or so. And some of the tactics they've resorted to include uh, calling up restaurants and other establishments and making false bookings. And in some instances, bars and restaurants have as many as 50 to 60 uh, fake or Uh, no-show bookings on any given night and it's kind of hurting the industry, uh, sources say. And the other thing they're doing is going online to review uh, sites and giving them one-star reviews and bad experience type reviews and uh, basically, uh, you know, affecting their business from that angle, uh, giving bad reviews, which can always be harmful to any any kind of business, but particularly restaurants and bars and all the rest of it. So they are targeting them in two ways. They're fake bookings and uh, fake one-star reviews and uh, becoming a bit of a problem, uh, according to industry sources. Elsewhere, the Minister for Health has said that he believes all HSE staff employed during the COVID-19 pandemic should be given a financial bonus for their heroic efforts. Stephen Donnelly indicated he would support monetary uh, monetary bonuses for all healthcare workers from those on the front line treating COVID patients to those in administrative roles. Minister Donnelly speaking after touring the HSE's Limerick COVID-19 vaccination centre at Limerick Racecourse, Patrick Swell, said HSE healthcare workers should be rewarded. When specifically asked if they should in if this should include a financial bonus, Donnelly replied, I want to see something done. Yes, I absolutely I absolutely really do. I think our healthcare teams have been incredible and they really have been the heroes of this pandemic. All the frontline workers uh, in general, retail and other businesses that have had to keep their doors open and uh, serve the needs of the uh, nation, but particularly healthcare workers uh, put, putting themselves in the line of fire there. And Stephen Donnelly coming out acknowledging that and saying that uh, bonuses would be something that he would 
would be uh, willing to support. So there you go, the healthcare workers get a little bit of recognition. Will they get it in their paychecks? Only time will tell. But a few stories there on the COVID front this uh, Friday. Now, we mentioned that it is a bank holiday weekend here in Ireland, and we talked about uh, one political party, the People Before Profit, uh, urging the government to add at least three more bank holidays to the calendar. Uh, but uh, the journal.ie often runs a daily poll. We often share it with you. And uh, the question that they asked today, um, what is the question they asked today? Well, they asked, uh, with August on the horizon, many people are planning a trip out of town and cities to greener pastures. And uh, as we head into this three-day weekend, the journal.ie have been asking, are you taking a trip somewhere in Ireland this bank holiday weekend? Or are you taking a trip at all, essentially? And so they gave three choices. No, I'm staying put. In other words, I'm not going anywhere. I just stay at home and uh, maybe watch the GAA uh, Senior Football Championship Finals or watch the Olympics or just uh, hang around the house. Uh, So that was one of the options. No, I'm not. uh, I'm staying put. Number two, yes. And then the other option was no, I'm not heading anywhere, but I'm heading abroad. And uh, so not, in other words, having a staycation here in Ireland, just heading abroad. So those those were three options. And winning it out by a sizable margin at 66%, no. 66% of of the nation not doing anything special in terms of going away for the bank holiday weekend. They're just staying put. Uh, 27% uh, said yes, they are having a staycation. They are going somewhere outside of their own town for the bank holiday weekend. And then uh, no, but I'm heading abroad was just about 7%. So 7% of us are heading to greener pastures abroad. 27% of us greener pastures somewhere in Ireland, but 66% of us saying no, staying at home, not going anywhere, just going to lie around the house or whatever it is we do on a lazy bank holiday weekend. Uh, but that's what uh, that's how we're thinking, and uh, that's how the numbers stack up for journal.ie readers at least. You're listening to Live from Ireland with Sean G here on Global Irish Radio. Here's a song for the Kerry woman in Chicago, Catherine Sullivan, who loves this song at the moment. It is a song called All the Road Running with Aidan Quinn and Philomena Begley here on Global Irish Radio this happy Friday. <laughs> of vagabond wheels clocked up beneath the clouds they're counting down to show time when we do it for real with the crowds air miles are rolling but they don't come for free and they don't give you any for pain but if it's all for nothing all the road running has been in vain The rain shots come down like cannon fire And thunder off the wall There's a man This is my 
who don't like the danger soon find something different to try when there is only a ring in your ear and an echo down memory lane and if it's all for nothing all the road running
There you go, that's Sinead O'Connor, and I'll tell my ma. Before that, it was Aidan Quinn, and Philomena Bagley did all the road running. Coming up at four o'clock here in Ireland, it is Friday, July the 30th, 2021. Here's the Gothard Sisters and the Celebration Reel as we celebrate gold here across the nation. Sisters and the celebration reel this uh, Friday afternoon here on Global Irish Radio. It is live from Ireland with Sean G. Four o'clock, time for World News on the Hour. Around the clock and around the world. You're listening to GlobalIrishRadio.com. And now, from the worldwide services of Feature Story News, this is Global Irish Radio. World News on the Hour. 
From Feature Story News in London, I'm Chris Jones. The United Nations Security Council has extended an arms embargo against the Central African Republic for 12 months, citing the government's failure to ensure the protection and control of its weapons. The council adopted the resolution on Thursday, despite an appeal from China to lift it. Chris Ochimaringa has more from Kinshasa. The UN Security Council adopted the resolution to extend the arms embargo in the Central African Republic by 14 votes. The resolution was introduced by France. France's UN ambassador said the spread of arms was fueling conflict in the Central African Republic. But China's deputy UN ambassador disagreed, saying the security situation in the country had improved since the last elections in December. He said the arms embargo had become an obstacle to the government's efforts to strengthen its security capabilities. Fighting between government troops and rebels has claimed thousands of lives in the Central African Republic since 2013. Ten Nigerian athletes have been banned from participating in the ongoing Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. They are among eight others who have failed to undergo mandatory tests ahead of the global sports event. India has criticised Pakistan for holding elections in Pakistan-administered Kashmir. Officials say Islamabad is trying to legitimise its illegal occupation by conducting polls, Ishan Gurg reports. India calls that area Pakistan-occupied Kashmir. The border area of Kashmir Valley has been a major flashpoint in the two neighbours' relationship. But analysts say India is now more concerned as China's friendship grows with Pakistan. Officials here have criticised both nations for alleged illegal construction of roads and bridges. These are part of the China-Pakistan economic corridor plan that passes through Kashmir. India says Pakistan is hoping to assimilate Kashmir by holding elections there. But officials here do not recognise the results in which Prime Minister Imran Khan's party won a huge victory. They say conducting polls does not hide Pakistan's illegal occupation or the human rights abuses it's perpetrating. And with cases of the Delta Covid variants continuing to increase across Australia's biggest city, Sydney, police have warned anti-lockdown protesters not to attend a planned march in the city on Saturday. Sean Bindley reports from Brisbane. Thousands of Australians attended last week's demonstrations in a number of cities and another march is planned for Sydney on Saturday. With Premier Gladys Berejiklian pleading for Sydney siders to stay at home, Police Commissioner Mick Fuller says protesters can expect to be met with a mobile force of 1,000 police officers. The strike force from last week's protest has locked up over 60 individuals and issued uh, over 200 infringements and that will continue. So if you turn up you can expect the same uh, sense of force. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Israel has announced a new COVID-19 vaccine booster campaign in a bid to slow the spread of the Delta variant. Beginning this weekend, adults over the age of 60 who received their second dose of COVID-19 vaccine at least five months ago will now be eligible for a third jab. With 60% of the public fully vaccinated, Israel has been at the forefront of research into the efficacy of the vaccines. And Professor Daniel Shepsilovich, the chief of the COVID department at the Tel Aviv Medical Center, says this time will be no different. It is true that there is some dilemma here. We know that uh, following two doses, uh, people are more vulnerable to this new variant than to the original virus. And we know that the levels of the antibodies wane with time. And we know that a third dose will boost antibody levels. It is true that we don't have data to prove 
that this will be useful. However, there is a lot of evidence pointing that it might help. And right now we are seeing, as you've mentioned, more and more people, vaccinated people uh, who are sick and need hospitalization. Two weeks ago, 60% of people hospitalized with COVID-19 in Israel were fully vaccinated, a statistic further demonstrating the infectiousness of the Delta variant that fueled the decision to go ahead with the booster shot. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. To recap our top stories, the United Nations Security Council has extended an arms embargo against the Central African Republic for 12 months. Ten Nigerian athletes have been banned from participating in the ongoing Olympics in Tokyo. India has criticised Pakistan for holding elections in Pakistan-administered Kashmir, and police in Sydney have warned anti-lockdown protesters not to attend a planned march in the city on Saturday. That's the latest Feature Story News, Chris Jones reporting. Talk to the Global Irish Radio. Fulcher's Talk. You're listening to Global Irish Radio. Welcome aboard. And indeed, you're very welcome back to the second hour of the program. This is Live from Ireland with Sean G. Here's Christy Moore and the Tomb Beat on Global Irish Radio. Once upon a golden age, singing songs was all the rage. Songs for glory, songs for fun. Sad songs in the native tongue Upon my solemn watch Took me forty verses, not for naught Here's a song to set you free From all the that old history we got Chumbeat goes, sugar sugar and the heart speaks And how's your mother and the chumbeat goes Shimmy shammy and the heart speaks And how's your mammy Singing the song, singing the song Singing the same old song Stall or sham, you're only spoofing, you're huffing and you're puffing and you're blowing the roof and I've got the electric guitar with the pickup and the tremolo bar I got it Chumbeat goes, sugar sugar and the heart speaks and how's your mother and the chumbeat goes Shimmy shammy and the heart speaks and how's your mammy Singing the song, singing the song, singing the same old song the working, working, working man he wait to paddy tout his plan. The boys and girls to whist and shout to have a bit of fun to dance about. The chumbeat goes sugar, sugar, and the heart speaks. And how's your mother and the chumbeat goes shimmy, shimmy, and the heart speaks. And how's your granny singing the song, singing the song, singing the same old song? To eleven, off you go Down the palace, not too slow Heavens all across the sky With the care to God, he must reply Did it goes Sugar, sugar, and the heart speaks And how's your mother and the goes Shimmy, shammy, and the heart speaks And how's your mammy Singing the song, singing the song Singing the same old song The tinker, the pavy sham Fair play to the travelling man His wheel broke, he settled down He brings beauty to the town He got it Chumbikos, sugar, sugar And the heart speaks And how's your mother and the Chumbikos Shimmy, shimmy, and the heart speaks And how's your mammy Singing the song, singing the song Singing the same old song 
the heart speaks and how's your mother and the tune because shimmy shammy in the heart speaks and how's your man singing the song singing the song singing the same singing the song singing the song singing the same singing the song singing the song singing the same song Hello all you global Irish radio listeners out there, wherever you may be. It's myself, Finbar, here in beautiful northern Colorado, inviting you along to the Raggle Taggle Celtic Folk Show, streaming here live every Monday and Friday evening at 11pm Irish time. We are guaranteed to hear some old rare recordings from the old country and beyond. All up here on globalirishradio.com.
There you go, it's the Water Boys and their version of the Raggle Taggle here on Global Irish Radio, the Life Marlin program with myself, Sean G. Coming at you live from Global Irish Radio headquarters here on the west coast of Ireland, just outside Castle Bar in County Mayo on a rather grey and overcast day. 40 shades of grey in the sky today, it has to be said, and rain isn't far away at this hour. It's a cloudy, old, miserable grey day. Typical Irish weather. It's an Irish summer, isn't it? Hope the sun, is, uh, the sun is shining in your life, metaphorically or otherwise, wherever you find yourself this Friday. That was the Raggle Taggle, as we say, by the Water Boys. That's their version. Christy Moore, of course, did a, a great version of that as well. It's kind of tunes that uh, you can find on the Raggle Taggle with Finbar from Northern Colorado. And the Raggle Taggle... Raggle Taggle is back with you tonight. Fresh instalment of uh, Folk and Trad from yesteryear with our guy Finbar out there in northern Colorado. He's originally from Dublin, of course, but uh, that's been his home for quite some time. And uh, he's got a great collection of rare old Folk and Trad recordings, and he's sharing them with you right here on Global Irish Radio. So we thank Finbar for that. And Finbar tells me that uh, Raggle Taggle roughly translates into scruffy and untidy. He wasn't talking about me. He assured me of that. The Raggle Taggle here on Global Irish Radio, Friday night at 11 o'clock and again on Monday night at 11 o'clock, a couple other times throughout the week to enjoy the great rare uh, folk and trad recordings courtesy of Finbar in Northern Colorado and to be enjoyed by you here on Global Irish Radio. Coming up, oh, uh, just before that, it was, of course, Christy Moore. We were talking about Christy Moore and uh, the Raggle Taggle most uh, often associated with Christy Moore and a group called Planksty. But uh, before that, it was Christy Moore and a more modern song from him and the Tomb Beat. Other great programs coming your way over the course of the weekend here on Global Irish Radio. Tom's Irish Radio Show back tonight between the hours of uh, 8 and 9. Irish time, that's 2 o'clock local time there in Chicago. Tom's uh, Country and Irish Picks and your requests, so be sure to tune in right here at globalirishradio.com. And uh, 7 o'clock tonight, it is Andy Cooney's New York Irish Music Hour. And uh, that's Andy Cooney's uh, hand-picked tunes for your listening pleasure here on Global Irish Radio. Before all of that, though, at 5 o'clock, Donick McKeown and James Finnegan bring you another edition of this is Irish Life between the hours of 5 and 6 here on Global Irish Radio. Looking ahead to tomorrow, Tom Flannery back with the uh, Good Morning Ireland radio programme live from the city of Chicago or the southwest suburbs at least and uh, that features Irish news with Eileen Magner live from Sligo in Ireland here and of course sports with Tommy Marr and his sports roundup of the week. You can catch up on all the Olympic action, the GAA action and any other uh, sporting matters with Tommy Marr's uh, comprehensive sports report brought to you during the Good Morning Ireland radio show here on Global Irish Radio. Saturdays, uh, 1 to 3 local time there in Chicago, that's 7 o'clock here and that's followed by uh, sessions from the cottage with Mary Ann and Sharon and uh, they bring you a fine feast of trad and trad drive tunes there's some of the great programs coming your way over the course of the weekend here on Global Irish Radio Paul Sullivan is here tomorrow with the Irish Hit Parade coming to you live from Boston with a soundtrack to your weekend and don't forget famous Seamus Mulligan back on Sunday night with a feast of Irish music again that comes to you courtesy of our good friends at 950 WROLAM the spirit of Boston a tradition they've been keeping on uh, well, I've been playing Irish music there for 54 years and uh, the tradition continues now here on Global Irish Radio with a uh, feast of Irish music and the Irish Hip Parade here on Global Irish Radio on the weekends. Coming up in just a few moments, we will take a look at the Irish papers, the headlines, the stories behind the headlines and find out and uh, let you know what's going on in this here country of Ireland. Time now, 16 past four. Let's go back to our music and here's another great song from Tina Mulrooney and Sonny's Dream on Global Irish Radio this Friday.
is Tina Mulrooney and Sonny's Dream going out by request this Friday to Patricia, just as I cast a bar listening to Global Irish Radio this Friday. Time now to uh, take a look at what it says in the papers. One word appears more than any other this Friday, and that is the word gold. Or as the Irish Independent puts it in their lead headline, pure gold. And beneath which is uh, beneath them pictured the full page dedicated to our Olympic roars. The ecstatic smiles reminded everyone of all that is good about sport, all that is good about Irish life, and all that's good about life in general. There you go, the lead story in today's Irish Independent and a picture of Ireland. Olympic roars uh, uh, Paula Donovan and Fintan McCarthy uh, showing their gold medals as they uh, yeah to score the top prize out there in Tokyo 2020 and Cahill Dennelly has the full story on the magical moment that the Skibreen duo claimed Ireland's finest or sorry not finest first Olympic gold since 2012 and it's only our 10th Olympic gold medal ever so there you go uh, every reason for happiness and smiles and jubilation all around and it's reflected in our papers this Friday all of the papers lots of coverage on the Skibreen duo and uh, well done to them Papers also dominated by other coverage of Tokyo 2020 and the fate of our Irish uh, athletes out there uh, flying the flag, wearing the green jersey and doing such a fine job. Uh, the Irish Independent reports the medal winner Aidan Walsh emerges as a doubt for Olympic semi-final after suffering an ankle injury. But uh, I think since that headline uh, went to print, uh, it's been updated somewhat. Medal winner Aidan Walsh has emerged as an injury doubt ahead of his Olympic semi-final on Sunday against number one seed Pat McCormick from England. But it's believed the uh, Belfast welterweight may have damaged his ankle when he landed in the ring after his victory leap earlier today. However, the latest news is the Irish camp are optimistic that the 23-year-old will be fit and it's only a uh, minor strain and he will be able to uh, get into the ring and uh, compete for the in the next round of uh, his bout. Other stories making the front pages, or not the front pages, the inside pages of today's Irish Independent. Uh, David Fitzgerald stepping aside as the Wexford hurling manager after five years at the helm there. Lots of tributes will be pouring in, I imagine, over the course of this afternoon into the weekend for David Fitzgerald. And John Downing writing in today's Irish Independent says, If we can hire Catherine Zappone as an envoy... Why not go the whole hog and make Bono and Imelda May ambassadors? A story there in reference to the uh, appointment of Catherine Sapone by Fine Gael Insiders to a non-buy position with the UN. Also in the paper today, uh, Alana Weston, the Dublin-born retail heiress, preparing for a 4.7 billion bonanza payday. The uh, paper tells us about the daughter of an Irish uh, model and a Canadian retail tycoon. And uh, she spent her early years in Wicklow. Now she is set to bank a fortune from the sale of the Selfridges Group, including Brown Thomas and Arnott's. Liam Collins is reporting in today's Irish Independent. Kitching. 
The paper also tells us, the Irish Independent, that is, that it is not too late. Uh, 20 last-minute staycation ideas. So if you're uh, panicking at this minute and you have nothing booked or nothing planned and you want to get away for a few days, well, not to worry. If you haven't yet booked a getaway, don't despair, the paper tells us. We've rounded up some of the top destinations with last-minute availability. And uh, the paper says, we've known for a while that this was going to be another summer of staycations. But if you're looking at a blank calendar and panicking that you haven't yet booked uh, on the August uh, holiday, well, don't despair. Things are busy, but there's still a surprising amount of availability, the paper says, and uh, some good places to go as well. So they list them and can go through those on the independent.ie. So in other words, no need to panic. Uh, There's still hope and there's still some great uh, deals out there uh, for last minute staycationers here in Ireland. Also staying with Olympic coverage, and there is lots of it in all of the papers. Yes, uh, the papers dominated by Olympic coverage this Friday. And uh, I'd cut the medal in half and give her half. That's Aidan Walsh, Olympic boxer, on his sister Michaela, as as he claims his first Olympic boxing medal since 2012. And uh, he talks about the very close relationship between he and his sister and uh, other stories of the athletes as well. So lots of coverage, as we say. And uh, training treatment training three times a day, skipping the odd chocolate bar and rowing in a sauna. What does it take to win an Olympic gold? Well, the, you can follow all the uh, pursuits and exploits of all the athletes as they tell their stories. And some great stories indeed they are. But most of them involve, I suppose, a great deal of work, commitment, sacrifice and all the rest of it to get to where they are in Tokyo 2020 and to secure those medals and it's a long and hard journey but it's all worth, well worth the payoff and uh, lots of the, those stories in today's uh, Irish Independent and indeed all the Irish papers as they delve into the stories behind the athletes and the backstories and all the rest of it Most read story in today's Irish Independent is that involving Westlife star Mark Feely's 1.15 million lakeside home that is up for sale. We told you about it on the programme yesterday. The uh, Westlife star Mark Feely has put his 1.15 million lakeside home on the market. The lake house sits on the lakeshore of Loch Gill, which was made famous by W.B. Yeats as the location of his poem, The Lake Isle of Innisfree. And the property was built in the 1970s and Feely bought it back in 2006. And now it's back on the market again. If you're looking for a nice scenic uh, quiet little spot here in the west of Ireland might be the one for you Let's turn our attention to the Irish Times this Friday. Lead story there, woman 29 remanded in custody charged with murdering her baby's son. It's a sad story. The mother of a baby was also accused of attempted murder of another child. And uh, as we say, the mother of a baby boy has been remanded in custody charged with his murder. Uh, She is a Romanian national, as far as we understand it. And uh, she's accused of murdering her son, Liam O'Keefe, in a house in Ardoin area of Belfast on Tuesday morning. She's originally from Romania and is also accused of attempted murder of another young child in the same stabbing incident at the property of Brompton Park. The child is in critical condition in hospital, the Times reports. Elsewhere in the paper, the Sandy Mount Cycleway halt, halted by the High Court action. The High Court has rejected Dublin City Council's planned two-lane cycleway for the Strand Road in Sandy Mount. Mr Justice Charles Meenan ruled the cycleway will now have to go through the planning uh, process if it is to proceed. The project envisages turning what is currently a two-way vehicular stretch of road as far as Marion Gates into a single outbound lane with the other lane used as a two-way cycle track. But uh, not getting the nod of approval there in the High Court by a judge today. (laughs) 
Other stories on, are in the Irish Times this Friday. The state plans to borrow more to ease the housing crisis and... Uh, Oh, lots of discussion about that uh, in some of the articles in today's Irish Times. COVID-19 vaccinations for 12 to 15-year-olds will begin in August, the paper tells us. Adjustments will have to be made to IT systems to allow for parental consent. So the 12 to 15-year-old cohort will require the consent of parents, of course. Uh, Irish Times also tells us that temperatures are to reach highs of 21 degrees in the bank holiday weekend. Not as quite as hot as we ex- had experienced last week with our heat wave and our heat advisory, but uh, temperatures won't be too bad on Sunday. Sunday and Monday, in fact, expected, it's expected to be uh, sunny days, Met Aaron has forecasted. Uh, most read story on the Times today, that's the story involving the Sandy Mount Cycleway that's been halted by the High Court, and hundreds of skateboarders protest outside Dublin Pub over an alleged assault, and while the third most read story is a story involving the Delta variant as contagious as chickenpox, says a US Health uh, Protection Agency. So lots of people clicking on that story. They also have the news of David Fitzgerald's uh, resignation as Wexford hurling manager and lots of other stories in there too. That's today's Irish Times. Turn our attention to the Examiner this uh, Friday and the lead story for them is the story of uh, Charlene Masterson and uh, she was the woman who suffered uh, years of abuse at the hands of her father who was jailed last week and she's told how she plans to campaign for greater awareness and support for individuals suffering abuse. Uh, Charlene Masterson said she waived her anonymity in a bid to highlight the difficulties she faced and indeed to help others to come forward and not uh, suffer the stigma uh, surrounding sexual abuse and the rest of it. That's the lead story for today's Examiner. Uh, also on the pages of the Examiner today, a Cork Fort has become apparently party central at weekends, says some locals. Uh, James Fort in Kinsale has become a popular spot for young people at weekends, with locals reporting parties, drinking, vandalism and intimidation. Large gangs of teenagers from county uh, from Cork City apparently are holding drinking parties at the historic coastal fort in County Cork, verbally abusing locals and allegedly vandalising parts of the structure. The allegations have been made by county councillors who have expressed concern about the influx of youngsters, especially the weekends, and are seeking ways to protect the fort in Kinsale. Read all about that story in today's uh, Irish Examiner. Let's turn to joe.ie briefly before we uh, finalise this part. And it's official, says Joe.ie. They're coming a bit late to this uh, apocalyptic party, but uh, Joe.ie telling us it's official. Irish people have one of the best chances of surviving an apocalypse, something we a lot of the papers had yesterday, the story that Ireland well-placed to survive the breakdown of civilization. The researchers said that civilization is in a perilous state and could see a worldwide breakdown in a few decades. Ireland has been listed, though, among the top five nations almost uh, that's most likely to survive the collapse of global civilization according to this new study and uh, we talked a little bit about it on the program yesterday researchers from the study published in the Journal of Sustainability say a worldwide breakdown could be triggered within a few decades adding that civilization is in a perilous state with large and growing risks due to limited resources population growth global warming and a number of other factors the researchers believe that civilization could collapse in a matter of decades so not a, not a very promising outlook really is it the researchers warn that food shortages 
A financial crisis and a pandemic have all occurred in recent years, which could spell bad news for society should they all occur at the same time at some point in the future. The best place to be during a collapse of civilization is an island, according to the researchers from the Global Sustainability Institute at uh, Anglica Ruskin University in Cambridge. For the study, countries were ranked based on their ability to protect their borders, maintain an electric grid and manufacturing abilities, and to grow and produce food. New Zealand topped the list. Iceland secured the number two spot, followed by Tasmania, Ireland and the United Kingdom rounded out the list. And the researchers said that human civilization is in a perilous state with a large and growing risks uh, developing in multiple spheres of human endeavour. And uh, I suppose lots of people might agree with that. Uh, some seen some turbulent uh, things in recent times, be they weather events, pandemics or in the financial world but uh, yeah there you go in Ireland apparently uh, we're safe so come on over and uh, hang out with us at the when it comes to the end of the world we'll all go out together Michael D. Higgins Joe Dalai is telling us is raising concerns over having to consider high volumes of legislation in very short time frames that was on our 9 at 9 today and a story involving the president calling uh, who's called the handling of legislation less than ideal and uh, he's probably right because a lot of people would agree that uh, rushed legislation isn't always the best legislation it's often uh, things are overlooked and uh, it's kind of reactionary at times as well but in a letter to the Iraq President Michael D. Higgins has raised concerns regarding the high volumes of complex legislation he's been asked to consider in short time frames RTE is reporting and the letter was sent in the past week with the president reporting calling um, the handling of legislation less than ideal and unnecessary. And he'd be uh, fairly well experienced in the legislative world, having served in the Dáil for quite some time and as a former minister as well. Higgins is said to have expressed concern over the volume of bills that he has had to consider in the two weeks before the Dáil took its Christmas and summer breaks. And most of this is precipitated by the uh, pandemic situation and the rules and laws that have to go into place to enable a lockdown to take effect and uh, uh, penalties, of course, for breaching the rules and whatnot. But in any event, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of legislation. There are a lot of bills landing on his desk and it means a lot of reading, I suppose, too, for the president. That plus the fact that uh, a lot of uh, people are opposed to some of the legislation and bills that is going towards his him for signatures and the rest of it and so he has to be careful that he uh, interprets it and uh, uh, considers it fairly thoroughly before attaching his signature to it Announced, according to RTE, the high, he highlighted that in th- the three weeks since the beginning of July, he was asked to consider 19 separate bills, which included the much-discussed indoor hospitality bill, which a lot of people, some were happy about, some weren't happy about. The president wrote that nine of these were presented on one day and that the legislation had to be considered and signed in the same seven-day period. Many of these bills are complex and require me to undertake a detailed analysis of their constitutional implications, the president said. Some may require the seeking of legal advice and other consultation with the Council of State. And uh, there you go. So that's the uh, president expressing concern over the high volume of legislation in relatively short time periods that is arriving on his desk. Uh, Looking at the star today and uh, Olympic heroes, again, it's gold, black gold. They'll row through Porter in Skibbereen, laughs the medal champs. And uh, great characters there, Paula Donovan and Fintan McCarthy on their Olympic win and uh, showing off their gold medals there. On the front pages of the Star today, also on the Star today, they have a souvenir special for the Olympics. And uh, if you happen to pick it up, might be a keeper. They also have their summer festival pullout for the Galway races. Lots of coverage on the Galway races in there as well. 
and uh, yeah that's the uh, Irish Daily Star so we'll wrap it up on that for today or we have something from the Mirror I think too the Irish Mirror is telling us that almost 150 people have absconded from Ireland's mandatory hotel quarantine and most never returned that's right almost 80% of travellers who absconded from mandatory hotel quarantine never came back they did a runner basically that's the hotel quarantine for countries on the list that are required to go into quarantine on arrival into the country well it turns out uh, that uh, quite a few of them have absconded 80% of them uh, never to be seen again and uh, lots of other stories in there as well opposition TDs uh, were told also calling on the government to increase the number of bank holidays in Ireland a story we told you about at the top of the programme People Before Profit is proposing that uh, three extra bank holidays be established in a new bill I suppose if we get one we will be lucky uh, but there you go a look at the stories the headlines making the papers in Ireland this Friday listening to live from Ireland here on Global Irish Radio with myself Sean G The journey did begin With songs about the blacksmith And the rambles of spring Later came the bunch of time And made our dreams come true When we topped the pops in England Back in 1982 Forty years upon the stage Oh how the time has flown With all the friends around us We never walked alone You've always been our guiding light in everything we do I'm Foster and I'm Alan and we owe it all to you I will love you all my life, a song dear to our hearts New Zealand and Australia called when Maggie topped the charts They loved our songs in Canada and in the USA South Africa holds memories we cherish to this day Forty years upon the stage, oh how the time has flown With all the friends around us, we never walked alone You've always been our guiding light in everything we do I'm Foster and I'm Alan and we owe it all to you Just where the time has gone But the old flame is still burning And the show goes on and on So we keep on playing the old squeeze box And the songs you love to hear And we're glad you hold us in your hearts After all these years Forty years upon the stage Oh, how the time has flown With all the friends around us We never walked alone
You got me on the run this Friday before that, Foster and Alan, and we owe it all to you. Coming up at the top of the hour, this is Irish Life with Donnock McKeown and James Finnegan. Stay tuned for that between the hours of 5 and 6, streaming live right here on globalirishradio.com or gir.ie. Uh, Brian Donovan, the Washington correspondent for RTE, is telling us that the White House said this week that US travel restrictions affecting countries including Ireland, the UK and most of Europe will be kept in place for now due to the rise of the Delta variant of COVID-19. The measures were introduced in March 2020 and have had a big impact on many Irish people who live and work in the United States. Aideen Gilmore is from Donegal and lives in Washington, D.C. She's been working in the U.S. for five years, but if she goes home to Ireland, she will not be able to get back into America. Aideen cannot re-enter the U.S. under COVID travel restrictions because of the type of visa she holds. Currently, the restrictions apply to anybody other than uh, resident aliens or citizens. So if you're on a visa or anything like that, uh, not being allowed back in. It means she has not been able to uh, go home for nearly two years now. To be 20 months away from your family and not knowing when you're going to see them again has been very tough, she said. And lots of others in the same boat as Aideen as well. There have been family, friends and neighbours who have died and have had to watch funerals on Zoom, which has obviously been very upsetting, Aideen has said. Her only sister, Claire, is getting married back home in Ireland in just over two weeks' time. 
and uh, aiding there, not one, not sure what to do. Should she take the risk to go home in the hope that they'll lift the restrictions? Uh, she can't fathom missing her only sister's wedding. So there you go. Tough times for uh, Irish immigrants uh, all around the world, missing home and not being able to travel for the various uh, reasons. Most. Um, most, most related to uh, COVID, of course, and uh, the restrictions in place uh, for lockdowns and travel restrictions all around the globe. The U.S. travel restrictions are not just uh, separating families. They're also having a big impact on businesses. Mark Redmond is the chief executive of the American Chamber of Commerce, Ireland, and he says Irish companies uh, have very significant operations across 50 states, employing over 11,000 people. So much of the work can be done remotely, but it can't all be done remotely all of the time, he said there. So uh, Brian Donovan there, the Washington com- correspondent for RTE, highlighting the plight of uh, some Irish people in the States uh, in these times of restricted travel. Looking at the Irish Central today out of the East Coast of the United States, and they have a story involving an Irish language preschool that was forced to relocate after social media hate campaigns. Uh, this is it's a school in Belfast. Yeah, an Irish language nursery due to open in Belfast later this year has been forced to move location following a bitter online campaign against it. Uh, Norskull Nishotha was due to open in Brunel Prim- Primary School in East Belfast this September, but has now be, it's now been decided to relocate elsewhere, uh, citing a social media hate campaign. And uh, the school would have become the first Irish language preschool in East Belfast and was due to be housed in a classroom at the 400 pupil primary school. But for, as you can see, there are reasons of... Uh, intimidation and a hate campaign on social media, they're being forced to make other plans. Maybe a little bit of music, Ask Gilga, before we finish up for Friday. Here's Richie Kavanagh, Ain Fuckle hey, Ella. remember when we used to be going to Gary Hill School? Ah, oh, when I was just a little lad, I used to go to school. I'd sit down there in the set, feeling like a fool. The teacher told us everything, everything we know. She had the red, big lump of a stick that was bent into a bow. She'd go in, Fuckle Da, Fuckle Da, Fuckle Ella. And I not know no fuckle at all She go in fuckle da And I not know no fuckle at all She told us how to say all our ABCs She showed us how to make little men house of plaster seeds She taught us how to say our prayers She told us right from wrong The only thing about it We didn't go to school too long Ah, when I was just a little I used to go to school I'd sit down there in the set Feeling like a fool The teacher told us everything Everything we know She had the great big lump of a stick That was bent into a bow She'd go in
from Ireland with Sean G here on Global Irish Radio it's the talk of Ireland weekdays 3 to 5 p.m. streaming live at globalirishradio.com oh you never learned to dance and you never learned to sing never wore a bottle gown or a golden wedding ring and you never been to France on an airplane, but in spite of all these things, you were happy just the same. For the first time I ever saw you, I never will forget standing on a city sidewalk in the rain and soaking wet. In your hand, a withered flower that smelled like mountain thyme, and the gin that you were drinking was sweet as sparkling wine. And you never learned to dance And you never learned to sing Never wore a bridal gown Or a golden wedding ring And you never been to France Or on an airplane But in spite of all these things You were happy just the same And I know I'll always wonder When I see you passing by Just a little old bag lady with the twinkle in your eye But sometimes you must get lonesome With no one to call your own And a rundown railway station Is the place you call your home And you never learned to dance And you never learned to sing Never wore a bridal gown Or a golden wedding ring And you never been to France Or on an airplane 
But in spite of all these things You were happy just to see I saw you weren't there The streets here were so lonely It seemed so cold and bare And I wondered where you'd gone to Did you make yourself a friend? Did you climb a golden stairway? Did you find the rainbow's end? And you never learned to dance And you never learned to sing Never wore a bottle gown Or a golden wedding ring and you never been to friends Or on an airplane Despite of all these things You were happy just the same But in the end you came down In the end you came down Yappa dappa dappa down But in the end you came down But in the end you came down But in the end you came down Yappa dappa dappa down Best music of Andy Cooney there, ably assisted by Eileen Ivers. You never learned to dance. Before that, Richie Kavanagh did Ain Fuckle Ella. And you're listening to Live from Ireland here on Global Irish Radio. RTE Orchestra and the Minstrel Boy Medley telling us to pack things up, uh, unplug the cooker, unplug the iron, turn out the lights, make space for Donnock and James Finnegan coming away between five and six with another edition of This Is Irish Life. And today they're talking about the Festival of Lunasa and they'll also be talking about the Walking of the Reeks 
And they'll also have some suitable summer tunes, we're told, as well. Find out more at 5 o'clock here on Global Irish Radio for today's edition of This Is Irish Life with Donna McKeown and James Finnegan here on Global Irish Radio. You have been listening to Live from Ireland with myself, Sean G, Margaret on sound and production. As always, I want to thank you for listening since about uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon. Stay tuned for Donna and James coming up at 5 o'clock. In the meantime, have a great rest of your day. If you're in these parts, enjoy your extended weekend. If you're further afield, have a great weekend as well. Thanks for listening. We'll leave you with Best of Friends, Sam O'Doherty and Friends, this Friday here on Global Irish Radio. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday at 3. Yeah.